Good day and welcome to the big interview. PSL football is officially coming back to our screens. Sports and Recreation Minister Natim Tetwa has given the green light for the return of league action. So while we wait for word from the PSL and SAFA, we invited Supersport United CEO Stan Matthews back on the show to get an inside perspective on how teams are preparing for action and also what his goals and targets are for the team moving forward. I'm your host, Slu Paho, and this is SL Radio. The Ministry of Sports and Recreation have officially given the green light for the PSL to return. As a football fan, first, what's your reaction to the news? Yeah, obviously, uh, from any perspective related to football, we're excited. Um, You know, it gives us a bit of hope and some light at the end of the tunnel. It's uh, It's been a rough few months. Uh, a lot of uncertainty and uh, obviously stress. So, you know, if we can start uh, slowly moving towards uh, resumption of play, um, that's a very positive step. And um, now the players can start training in small groups and uh, eventually move to contact. And um, hopefully within a month or so, uh, we'll be looking to, to resume play. So how crucial do you think these next few weeks are for your team? I mean, you've had a great season, but uh, obviously, you know, this puts a, a bit of a strain. Um, you don't have the, the largest uh, squad in the league. So how important are these next few weeks of training and, and getting back to some resemblance of normal? Yeah, I think we've seen uh, from the other leagues around the world that it's stressful for the players. It's not easy for them just to bounce back after this break. Um, especially, you know, given that most of the population's been in uh, some, you know, all of us have been in lockdown for some period and some for longer. Um, we'll take some adjustments, but um, it's, a, it's a level playing field, you know. Uh, it's the same for everybody. We're all scrambling. We're all trying to adjust. We're all trying to get used to the different things that we have to do. Um, there's, there's a tremendous amount of work that goes in off the field in terms of the preventative measures that we have to take and um, the steps that we have to take from screening and testing and contact tracing and documentation um, to create an environment that will be, uh, uh, um, you know, good for us, both in training um, as, as, as contained as possible. And then later, you know, in some form of bubble where uh, all of us will go and, and, and play uh, where the hotels, the training grounds, um, the stadiums uh, will all be um, contained environments. And, and hopefully that way we can complete the season and, and let the results be decided on the field of play, even without fans and even though it's not ideal. Um, we still need a fair sporting justice on the field of play and nobody wants to be in a situation where administrative justice has to take place in a boardroom where you're determining points and, and who deserves to be promoted or relegated or get X, Y, Z amount of, of prize money. And those all have serious commercial implications. And um, I think we're all positive that we want to try and complete um, the season the right way. For sure. Uh, have you guys done your first round of testing yet? We started as a club, um, uh, mainly, I wouldn't say testing, 
uh, uh, we've, we, we started with medical screening and, and, you know, ch- checking of symptoms and, and that type of thing. And then obviously from there, if, if there's no symptoms, um, and there's, you know, there's no, uh, points, but it does come a, a point where all of us have to be tested. Uh, any person, uh, a player or uh, official who wants to be in that bubble, um, will need to be tested. So, um, you know, we've, we've got time for that because the, the mass resumption will, will start in a while. Obviously, we want to early heads up, um, so that anyone who is found positive, as you're seeing, there are a few cases. Uh, that have popped up around a few clubs um, where those players need to go into quarantine. And we had a, a case in our academy a, a, a couple of weeks ago um, of a positive case uh, with one of our kids, and he hadn't had any contact with anybody outside. He went into quarantine uh, for two weeks. He's uh, healed completely, and um, next week he starts uh, training again. So, uh, you know, given the all clear by the doctor. So, um, we've seen that, it, that, especially for younger people who, who don't have uh, extra problems, that it's, it's something that they, you know, they, they can and have bounced back from. Um, it's just a time issue now. Yes. Um, and, and, and during this um, lockdown process, I mean, back in May, we saw uh, Safa and the PSL put together their joint task force. How involved have they been with clubs and club owners particularly? Have they have they uh, been in contact with you guys uh, regarding the resumption of the league, or or has it been more uh, closed off than that? No, I think we've got a very transparent process. I happen to serve on 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 the task teams, um, both uh, the uh, the the health task team and the ad hoc committee. Um, you know that 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 works closely um, with the committee that works with SAFA. So we're pretty integrated. We've we've had various board of governors meetings where the clubs have been briefed at a high level um, from the Ministry of Sport, from the Ministry of Health. Um, we've, you know, as as a PSL executive, we've met with uh, a range of uh, uh, stakeholders from the cities that want to host the bubble to, um, you know, all the various departments and ministers. That have given us briefings along the way. We're part of the World League Forum, so we get daily updates in terms of what's happening around the world with all the, the biggest and best leagues and how they're dealing with issues and how we can deal with stuff like uh, commentary and, and sound enhancement, uh, sound enhancements for broadcast. So there's, there's a lot of work that's going on. Uh, there's various committees. There's three or four uh, subcommittees that have been set up including the one that works very closely with SAFA and the normal joint liaison committee. So so all the organs of the league are hard at work um, with the various stakeholders, with our sponsors, um, you know, making sure that uh, we're doing the right things. And I think we felt very uh, happy to see that in the minister's uh, briefing, he didn't just say, you know, football's clear to play. Um, he made specific uh, highlights of the fact that football had exceeded uh, expectations in many of uh, the areas of compliance, way beyond um, you know what we were merely required to do. So I think that we're very happy that we've taken the best steps for the safety of the players and their public, um, and all the stakeholders that are going to be within the various environments, both at club level and at league level. 
Um, so I think we're comfortable from a leadership perspective that we've applied our minds, we've 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 communicated with with all the stakeholders, and we've been conservative um, and cautious and deliberate uh, in our approach. Now, before we get to your club and, and the season ahead, um, in terms of the long-term impact that COVID will have on, on football and, and life in general, do you think that we'll ever get back to normal or do you think that we're kind of building towards a new normal and a new way of, 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 of doing things here? I think uh, the fundamentals stay the same, but for sure the, the, uh, the broader environment of football has been badly hurt. Um, we've seen it at sponsor level. Uh, you know, in terms of the challenges that, that uh, are in front of us to replace a, a great company like APSA as sponsors of the Premiership. Um, and, uh, you know, we've seen at club level, uh, various clubs have lost their sponsors. And, um, you know, including us, uh, you know, we had a six-year uh, relationship with NGEN and uh, they've been our, our team sponsor for the last six years. And, you know, given us uh, good funding and good support. And then uh, all of a sudden we lost that and uh, we haven't been able to replace it. So, uh, you know, we're one of, of, of a few clubs that have been uh, hit quite negatively in terms of uh, revenue. So what that does is it puts a lot of stress in terms of your resources because um, it's not possible to go and acquire players in the market where you actually require to sell players mm. uh, just to, to, to balance the books. So, you know, there are not that many sources of revenue open to football clubs beyond sponsorship and TV grants, uh, prize money. Um, you know, the rest is all expenses. It's a, it's a tough business. And um, to, to balance the books, you sometimes have to transfer, you, you know, your, your best assets. Um, which doesn't make coaches happy and doesn't make your teammates happy and, and doesn't make you happy when you want to try and win things. Um, but you're in a position where you have to offload your best players to, to clubs that, that can afford. Mm. But that's the free market system and that's how it is all around the world. And that's why every league has two or three dominant clubs, um, that, that fight for, for the trophies and, and the rest of us are there to cause nuisance and excitement and um, variation in, in, in the pecking order. And I think, you know, for us as a club, we've, we've come to that realization, you know, we're not one of the big three and we do punch above our weight. Uh, but the new normal for us is the old normal, which means we have to punch above our weight and um, cut our cloth accordingly. And, uh, you know, it means we will be making a couple of sales. Um, in the next uh, month or two, uh, to to make sure that you know we we keep the club um, you know going and we make sure that we we preserve as as many jobs as we can and you know up to now we've been able to do that pretty well. Um, we don't want to be in a situation where where we stress like all the other clubs. Um, we are now. And I think all the clubs are going to be stressed now. So I think it's going to filter down to the players. If you're asking what the new normal will be, I think that um, the players' salaries and um, the transfer market's going to be suppressed. So, uh, you know, players will, will be prepared to, 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 to play for less um, because there's going to be less on the table, which means, 
either you, you you've got to get a player, a serial, a serial senior experienced player playing for less, or you've got to give a chance to younger players um, who are, who are prepared to play for less because they want to make a name and they want to uh, uh, get into the game and they want to uh, prove something. So uh, you land up going for younger players that you can afford, mm. as opposed to the more experienced players that are are demanding a premium. So that's how I see the market moving inevitably um, that uh, Chiefs and Pirates and Sundowns are going to be much strengthened uh, after this environment and the rest of us are going to be uh, scrapping and battling away. Um, But that's, in a way, the way it's always been. Um, It's just within a tougher and more constricted environment. For sure, uh, you know you mentioned uh, the the reliance on on, on youngsters that that's uh, going to arise, and you know I think in a way Supersports is kind of primed for 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 that. You guys are known to give youngsters a shot, um, and so you stated earlier this month uh, that Supersports United has uh, you, you might have to play the rest of the season with just twenty players. I know you have Ikram Reynas coming in. Um, is it still the case with the contract expirations that y- your your squad is going to uh, be much smaller compared to during the season? Well, for these last six games, for sure, because uh, Ikram can't play for us, even though he's coming to train and be part of the squad. He, he can't, he's not eligible to play for us until next season. So we can't register new players for these last six games. Um, you can do pre-deals for next season. And uh, so we did that pre-contract with him for next season, which we thought would start on the 1st of July. Um, Stellenbosch uh, didn't budget for him beyond the 30th of June, which is when they thought his contract would end. Uh, you know, so between the parties, we agreed that you know he could come across to us, but that he couldn't play. But I would like him to get to know his teammates and start to learn ahead of time, and I don't have to pay school fees at the beginning of next season um, in terms of him settling in. He can get that settling in period done now mm. um, and hit the ground running next season. Uh, we'll have tw- 21 players at the moment um, to finish the season. Uh, we've promoted um, another two players from the MDC for this interim period to have a look at them. Um, we're not under too much pressure. We've, we, we, we can't win the league and we can't be relegated. So, I mean, I think those are the two um, biggest concerns at the start of the season. Can you be ambitious and um, what do you have to watch out for? So those two things are, are, are in the bag. And top eight, obviously, is important to us to keep our consecutive run going and to try to get to 21 consecutive top eights, which is something that's very meaningful for us. Um, so we, we're going to need to win a few of our last six games to, to make sure of that, um, probably at least two of them. Uh, but we've, we targeted 50 points at the start of the season. We've got 14 now with six games to play. That means we need three wins and a draw. Uh, out of our last six games to to secure that that target, and we think that's doable. So we're staying focused on the prize, um, which is 50 points. That will be a great achievement for Keitana, and um, it will put him up there. Uh, you know, with Stuart Baxter got 50 points, Gavin Hunt got 50 points. Um, you know, uh, no one else has got 50 points. Peter Mosamani got 50 points. So 23 coaches at SuperSport ever to get 50 points. Um, and I think uh, Pizzo, Gavin, and Stuart are three of the finest names in South African coaching parlance. Um, and if Keitano can get up there um, in his second season of coaching, 
I think that would be a wonderful achievement for him and for us and, uh, you know, the whole squad. And, and, you know, that top six is quite tight, to be fair. Um, Have you guys ever um, thought of the possibility of of, uh, continental qualification and uh, what that could mean for next season? Yeah, I've thought about it a lot and had a lot of sleepless nights. So um, I've made no um, bones about the fact that in my dreams, I would love to finish fourth. Um, that way we uh, dodge the continental bullet and um, and still achieve something uh, of a good milestone for us. Uh, and I've said it and I'll say it again, uh, Africa is too far for us as a club right now. Um, you can't expect to go and take on the African continent when you can't conquer your own domestic league. And we did have a good run and made the Confed Cup final, but we had a very good side at that time, a very experienced side at that time, a team that won back-to-back Medbank Cups, which is a historic achievement in South African football, and also the MTN within the same 18-month period. That was a very, very good football team and had experienced players like uh, Morgan Gould, and Masamayiki, Tuso Parler, uh, Yeye, uh, Kingston and Carter, Dove Woming. Uh, you know, we had a, a, a big procession of, of big time players. Michael Boxall, international fullback. We had Michael Morton, Cole Alexander, uh, uh, you know, in the, in, in the midfield. We had a, a combative, uh, a tough, uh, a, a, camp, a season campaign team. Um, that's changed. And a lot of those players, most of those players in the last two years have left and been replaced with under-23 players, that's why we've played more under-23 players in the PSL than any other club. And um, that means that your consistency gets affected because young players can't bring it week in and week out. They can do it for short bursts, they can do it for big games, um, but week in and week out, it's proved this year that we've dropped more points against the bottom six clubs and we dropped against the top four. And um, and that shows you that level of inconsistency that we aren't there. And on that basis, how can we expect to juggle a very tough competitive PSL domestic uh, fixture list with a um, very grueling and difficult and strenuous African campaign? Um, we nearly got relegated uh, two years ago when we tried to uh, juggle on all those fronts mm. and the legs ran out of some of the senior players. Um, and we're not ready on an experience level with our young team to 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 go and embark on an African adventure uh, like that. If we have to do it, we'll do it. We'll make the best of it. We'll give the youngsters a chance. We'll build the experience and we'll try and go as far as we can. But it's not something that I would choose at the start of the season to say, yes, I, I think we're ready to take that on right now. Not with our playing squad um, and... Uh, you know, not at this phase of our development. And, you know, in a year's time, maybe we could have a different discussion. But for now, it's not something that I as CEO really want to see for my football club. Well, um, I think all of us are just glad that we'll be able to see your team on the field again. Um, so thank you very much for joining me on the show. Uh, hopefully we can chat again after the season is up um, and best of luck uh, for the for the remainder of, of, of the 2019-20 season. Uh, and thank you for joining me on the show. Thanks a lot, man. 
And that is how we wrap up the big interview for today. A big thank you to Supersports United CEO Stan Matthews for joining me on the show. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to get all of the latest local football news. And make sure to subscribe to SL Radio on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcast, and you'll get notifications for every new show. From myself, your host, Salu Paho, and my editor, Simon Strella, have a fantastic day. Sokala Duma Radio. Sokala Duma Radio.